This is Dave Fleming at the Ingenuity Lab. Welcome to another episode of LifeWork, a podcast that explores ideas and insights at the intersection of who you are and what you do. Your life work. Ever overreacted? Oh, that's a silly question, isn't it? Yes, of course, we've all overreacted. And by the way, that doesn't have to be a strong emotional or volatile reaction to overreact. Overreaction can also come in very quiet and introverted, yet equally manipulative ways. In fact, it might be good for us to figure out what is our overreaction style? What is our overreaction style? We all overreact. We get caught off guard in situations. Or we simply plow right into a situation. Sometimes even knowingly overreacting in ways that end up really hurting the situation, the people in the situation, and us. If I want to dial down overreaction, whatever my style, especially during times of high stress and challenge, I'm going to need to cultivate a very important quality equanimity. Now the definition of equanimity, at least the dictionary definition, is the ability to remain undisturbed by surface distractions, meaning things that come into our field of life, if you will, situations, conflicts, people that tend to disturb us. And equanimity is the ability to remain undisturbed by those things. It does not mean or suggest that we remain uninvolved. That's an important distinction. Equanimity is the ability to remain undisturbed even while involved in life. That is a real point of growth for all of us. How do we remain involved and undisturbed? How do we bring insight and even passion to a situation? but do it in a way that is not disturbed by the trifle or volatile emotions that are lurking just under the surface, just under the moment. And if we're not really paying attention, they pop out. They overtake us. And then instead of 
staying calm in the midst of the disturbance, we become part of the disturbance. So how can we cultivate equanimity? It's not easy. It's a lifelong practice. There's no doubt about that. But how can we begin to up our game, if you will, when it comes to equanimity? Staying involved, but undisturbed by the surface distractions of a moment which allows us to really then deposit something of wisdom, something of meaning, something that helps to really shape the moment in a positive and productive and effective direction. Pema Chodron, who is a Buddhist teacher, gives us a clue as to how we should cultivate equanimity. In fact, she writes, to cultivate equanimity... We practice catching ourselves when we feel attraction or aversion before it hardens into grasping or negativity. To cultivate equanimity, we practice catching ourselves when we feel attraction or aversion before it hardens into grasping or negativity. Now there are oodles of places we could go to in this sentence. Let's just pick out a few real nuggets of wisdom in this. Equanimity begins with catching ourselves, which means we must be paying attention. We must be mindful of our own actions in a moment. We must be mindful of our own thinking and our emotions in any given moment. There is a way to enter a moment where I'm I've activated a part of my awareness that allows me to notice and attend to myself as I'm attending in the situation. You all know this. We all do this. We get into a situation. It starts to get a little turbulent. And maybe you even said to yourself, easy, 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 Dave, don't do it. You know your tendency. What is that? That's paying attention to myself in real time. Donald Schoen called this reflection in action. So what are we catching ourselves doing that would tip us off that we're losing our equanimity? Well, Chodron says we're either starting to become attracted to something or have an aversion to something. Ah, oh, wow. That is such well-articulated advice. 
You see, it's not that having attraction or aversion is always a negative thing. It's that that is a signal that we could easily lose our equanimity. If I become overly attracted to something in any given moment, then what might be my response that would lead me away from equanimity? Grasping, as Chodron says, before attraction hardens into grasping. And then pretty soon, I'm completely disturbed by the situation at hand. It's interesting, isn't it? You can lose your calm over something that you're attracted to. You can lose your ability to be mindful and thoughtful and intuitive and have good reason. We jump headlong into things we're attracted to and we lose a, a, an important dispassionate approach. Really, we ought to say this. The more passionate we feel about something, the more we really must watch if we're moving from involvement to a negative grasping. And of course, if we feel ourselves having an aversion to something, that too can signal that we have lost our equanimity. We've lost our ability to remain calm and thoughtful in a situation. And this one is probably a little easier for us. You know, when you get mad, you, you have an aversion to something, we can feel it coming up. Now, you can also feel that with attraction. We just don't tend to think of attraction as something that is causing us to lose our equanimity, but it can. And it's twin aversion also can. All this comes down to watching your emotional reactions, watching how you react in a moment. Are you overly connected to something too quickly or too fully that's causing you to lose your ability to focus thoughtfully on how to move forward. You've just jumped in with both feet. Or have you become so disgusted by something that it's now the emotion of anger that's controlling you in the situation rather than you continuing to bring shape to how you respond? equanimity, the ability to remain calm when things around us are disturbed or disturbing, the ability to harness a calm, thoughtful approach. Wow. Not only is this a lifelong endeavor, but those who practice it and those who are able to bring equanimity to any moment, those are the people who add tremendous value. I want to leave you with another quote by Chodron that gives us another view into equanimity. She writes, 
You are the sky. Everything else, it's just weather. All the disturbances that come into your life this week. Weather. It's all weather. You are the sky. Why become the weather? Really, why lower yourself to enter the disturbances that have no value or meaning? To enter those with overreactivity is to simply give up your role as the sky and become nothing more than a part of the disturbance. Why not stay above the fray so you can be involved in a meaningful way? When we are undisturbed by the surface turbulence of a moment, it doesn't mean we don't care about the situation at hand. It means we finally can bring something of value to it. This is Dave Fleming at the Ingenuity Lounge.